Tuesday, Tuesday night, and we are live. Hope everybody's doing good. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Are you ready? 90 minutes of fury. Let me just comment a few things on the pregame. I used to never do this, but now I just can't resist for some reason. Where you have John Kerry and Al Gore, we all need to remember this. This is all the consensus of science. Remember, they were, they were quoting, using the exact same quotes that they used for masking, that they used for vaxxing, that they used for lockdowns, and everything else that was completely and totally galactically absurd and wrong. They all said it was a consensus of science. Let's just remember, because we need to keep all, and we do here at the TLP, we have our archives. There's nothing they can do about it. They can take it down all they want. We've got it burned on, what do you call it? Where do we store it at, Aaron? In our server. In our server we've got all this information for, the, for all the, you know, like Chuck Todd talking about how the, you know, it's only the vaccinated that are dying. The, the only people that were dying at the time that Chuck Todd, now resigning from Meet the Press or whatever the name of the show is, now resigned. The only people at the time that were dying of COVID-19 in the hospitals were the vaccinated. That's it. He was out. He's just purely Goebbels propagandist Pravda lying. Goebbels media. And it's all, and they will quote, they'll say it over and over again. The consensus science. The consensus science. It's like Al Gore and John Kerry just did. They, they both said in 2009 that, they, that the Arctic would be have ice-free summers in five to seven years. Now, that was 2014. We are now at 2023. Has the Arctic ever had remotely close to an ice-free summer. Not remotely close, nowhere near it. Matter of fact, the amount of ice in the Arctic year-long is up by thousands of metric tons. It's like more ice now at the Arctic than any other time in history. So we need to always remember these things. It's just, and, and all these people that buy into it, they buy into it for their own personal self-aggrandizement. They buy into it for their own personal profit. They buy into it so they can be some sort of approved celebrity. That's what it is. All these people, when you hear people, because I'm always on social media, namely Twitter, and, I, and following many accounts, reading many articles, you, all these people, many, many doctors right now. I just saw a doctor put out a tweet. That they, you're trying to say that the vaccine wasn't causing any harms to anybody. She said that it, she said this is an MD today. She said the COVID vaccine only stops COVID. It only prevents you from getting COVID. This is a doctor. This is an MD. This is a person tr- allegedly treating people for COVID, telling people that COVID not, the COVID vax stops transmission and infection. It does not. It's 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 June twenty. 23, let's see, April, May, June. So here we are, 39 months into 15 days to flatten the curve, two and a half years into the vaccine rollout, and this, this doctor, and now it's been completely proven, the, both, you know, the, the Pfizer vaccine trials, they never even tested the vaccine to see if it stopped transmission infection. Never even, never even tried it. And you have a doctor on Twitter, Jan, June 6th, 2023, D-Day Memorial, by the way. Appreciate all of our still living World War II veterans. Without you, there'd be no no United States spanning back all the way to 1776. Without those brave men that stormed beaches, we wouldn't have a country. So you have this this doctor on June 6, 2023, espousing that the vaccine, she says the vaccine only stops COVID. It doesn't stop any other malady and doesn't and does not cause any side effects and that does not kill people. 
Listen to the VAERS report alone, which is only one-eleventh of all vaccine adverse effects. The VAERS report, it, it only, it actually only, is, is only an eleventh. One, because there's eleven, it's hard to talk about because it's just hard verbiage. But the VAERS report, vaccine, uh, vaccine adverse effects report, is run by the CDC and is only receiving one eleventh of what VAERS stands for. Vaccine adverse side effects, vaccine adverse effects report. They're only receiving one eleventh of those reports. Thomas Rents federal lawsuit says so. So she, you see, you have a doctor. Why would that that's espousing that the vaccine has no ill side effects, has not killed anybody? There's thirty four, there's thirty five thousand deaths on the VAERS alone, which is only one eleventh, which also lines up with the the data that's coming in. That if you take 35,000 and times it by 11, that's really the lower end of how many people have actually died from the vaccine or will die from the vaccine. So these people, these doctors, why are they espousing lies for what I just told you? Personal profit, they don't, when I say profit, you're like, they're not out there trying to make money. Well, no, they're trying, profit is your own living, trying to maintenance their, maintenance their life, maintenance their upper middle class or, or, Upper class lifestyle. That that is for money. That's your own personal enrichment. And they will do anything to keep it. What what is this? Has this doctor not looked at anything, let alone the VAERS report? So they, you just remember all these experts, because they 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 quote unquote quote the science. John Kerry and Al Gore said in 2009 that by two by 2014, at the latest 2016. That, all, that the Arctic would be having ice-free summers. It never occurred, and nobody holds them accountable to it. Holds them accountable to it. And now the entire global agenda is predicated on that same faux science, which I'll get to later. Everything that, that's being dictated to you now because COVID didn't work to the extent that they want to listen. COVID worked. They stole all kinds of freedoms. People will lock down again upon command. So it has, they brainwash people and they've got people to believe it. So it worked to an extent, but it didn't work to a further, further enough extent for them. So now they're going to switch. As I've been saying on this podcast for the last couple of years, they're going to switch to climate, but not, they won't be held accountable for their false prophecies. Then none of it's true at all, but they're always quoting the science. So here's my, here's my other thing I wanted to comment on the uh, pregame, which I end up using half the show talking about the pregame. So the second thing is, look at this pick. My producer Aaron uh, cropped this pick for me. Now, I just want, let me just, this is Alex Jones. Now, I want everybody to know that the, that the stories are starting to emerge. Like I told you they would for, va- you know, the, de- the mass infirmities and the mass deaths when it comes to the vaccine. The stories are starting to emerge. Steve Bannon, I watch Steve Bannon all the time. Pandemic war room. Four hours a day. The story, even he, he never gets into child trafficking. Never talks about it. There's been so many QAnon bullcrap stories. He probably tries to stay away from it. But we all, and there are a lot of more bullcrap stories. Stories, I mean, tunnels under this, tunnels under that. Bullcrap stories. But listen, we all know that there's 85,000 children, children under the age of 18 that are missing. 85,000 in, in less than two and a half years of the Biden administration. He's been in office for two years and five months. And in that two years and five months, they acknowledge 85,000 children are missing. 
They're averaging about 22,500 kids missing per year. Now, we know that there's way more than that because that's the CBP statistics, and the CBP will always tell you that it's one to five times more than they allege because of the ones that they don't catch and they don't know about. So, you know, 85,000 kids were given notice to appear and never showed up again, never showed up again, never showed up into the notice to appear and cannot be found. The federal government is driving them to places like this in buses, and the kids are disappearing off of planet Earth. They're gone. Where are they? They're going, listen, they're going in to sex trafficking uh, brothels, sex trafficking markets, going across the country, being flown everywhere. They're not tracked. Nobody has any idea. That's 85,000 that we know of in, in less than two and a half years. And I'm going to just make this statement. And so what I was going to say about Bannon is Bannon's starting to report it. Because how, are you, how are we going to deny this now? Where are these children going? And, and by the way, there's no coincidences. There's no coincidence. Why is it that now we have the normalization of pedophilia, minor attracted people, they're trying to push that agenda on all of us, minor attracted people, that's being pushed while simultaneously trans drag shows are being pushed where you got 38 and 48-year-old men with their genitals taped up, twerking them in front of eight-year-old girls' faces in the midst of Bussing in children that are disappearing. And look at the background there. When did we build gulags in the United States of America? I mean, look at that. Look at that camp. Does that look like the United States of America? Or does that look like something out of 1930s and 1940s uh, Germany? Does this look like something out of, of, of the CCP? Does this look like uh, Xi Jinping's China? This is the United States of America. We have these giant farms for disappearing migrants and dis- namely disappearing children. So I just wanted to comment on the dystopian nightmare that is the United States. And the reason why it's a dystopian nightmare is because the church in America grabs its ankles upon command. Bend over and lockdown, bend over and mask, bend over and vaccinate, bend over and, and, and fly a pride flag. Bend over and and call men, women, and women, men, because you're so loving and so compassionate. Lie to them in the name of love. Last thing I want to tell you is that that Harry Hageman video from the pregame. The Biden administration does not have one person. Understand this is actual factual data, actual factual. They do not have one person in the Biden administration that's ever had a, a private sector job. Not one. They're, they're alleged experts. So they have their farming expert who's never farmed a day in their life. They have, they have their employment experts on somebody who's never owned a business in their life. Financial experts that are not accountants and have never run an accountant firm in their life. These are the quote unquote experts. That's how you end up with experts like John Kerry and Al Gore, both of them multi, multi, multi billionaires flying, flying around the globe in their private jets, espousing the climate change emergency. This, this, this is why, what's Al Gore ever done in his life outside of being a politician? John Kerry outside of being a politician. Oh, he was in the army. He's a fraud in the army too. Came back and fraudulently testified, just lied about his military career. 
And then listen, I'll say the same thing about the Bushes. What's Jeb Bush ever done? George W. Bush ever done? Nothing. But then, you, know, you just have to love the, the Gores and the Carries who live in these multi, multi-million dollar homes that have a carbon footprint that's 70 times yours and then fly around on their private jets, which puts out more CO2 in one trip than you will in a lifetime driving your car, espousing that there's an existential threat to, a, to the world called climate change while they have the biggest carbon footprint. Not that I believe in carbon footprints. So let's, let's this is actually the title of this Rumble video, Dan Bongino, Connecting the Dots. Now, everybody, you may have been thinking it was a, it was a leap to think that, you know, we're going to go from vaccine passports to what I call carbon credit cards. I told you they're going to flip because it wasn't working. Once, Listen, if the vaccines actually stop transmission and infection, I'd be in prison. Aaron would be right next to me sharing a sh- cell and Foundation Church would be surrounded by a, by, a, by a chain link fence with barbed wire on top of it. But they don't work. And even if they did work, you still should always have the option to never take a vaccine. But since they didn't stop transmission and infection, it stopped the narrative to a degree. Now, of course, it's still, even though they know it doesn't stop transmission and infection, which they did, they mandated it to stop transmission and infection. Joe Biden did it to every company with over 100 employees and to the entire federal government and to every private contractor that contracts with the federal government. He lost the federal lawsuit that, dis, that disallowed him from being able to impose that upon companies with more than 100 employees, but the federal government, including the military and all contractors for the military and contractors for the federal government, have all been mandated to take the vaccine. To this day, really, there's branches of the military that still have the vaccine mandate. You go, you go, you watch any video around DC, there's people still masked. You see videos in hospitals right now. People are still masked. When study after study after study has shown the vaccine doesn't stop transmission, doesn't stop infection. Masks do nothing but harm. They don't stop transmission, don't stop infection, don't keep you from from putting out the virus, doesn't keep the virus from coming into you. But it doesn't stop them because it's never been about a virus. It's just like climate change has never been about lowering the Earth's temperature because the Earth's temperature is going down by itself. And they, and they started off with global cooling, that it was going to be the next ice age with Leonard Nimoy's video. And that didn't happen, so they had to go to climate, they had to go to global warming. Global warming wasn't happening, so they had to switch to something that will always happen. It happens four times a year. It's called climate change. So anytime that, anytime that the climate changes, they can say, see, we're right. Well, the climate's always changed four times a year. Fall, winter, spring, summer, climate change. And now they claim every time we go from fall to winter, uh, see, we're right. The climate's changed. Yeah, you know what? It changed 54 years ago when I was born too, numbnuts. But people fall for it. And here's the thing, the church is going to fall for it. You're like, Tom, that's a negative thing to say. Yeah, I'm saying it because not one person in the church that locked down, that closed the pimped and hoard vaccines, pimped and hoard masks, Alcohol, gel stations, quarantining your healthy family. Not one of them has ever come out and said they were wrong. There's people on social media right now. They're, they're so against all these COVID things. They're so against Biden. They're so against, uh, you know, the World Economic Forum and all these climate hoax measures. But they've never come out and said they were wrong for getting vaccinated, for pimping the vaccinations from their pulpits. 
Where, where are the big Christian leaders to this day that have ever said that they were wrong? The, you know, the vaccine was sent from heaven. Why, where's the repentance? Where's the retraction? Whenever I'm wrong, I retract. Why do they not retract? So here's the next thing, and I told you. Go back to the Rumble video that I was talking about seven minutes ago. <laughs> the Rumble video from Dan Bongino. Here is the next step, connecting the dots. Play it for me. Introducing a premium credit card with the typical benefits that encourages further mass consumption. Deconomy did the opposite by launching Do Black, the world's first credit card with a carbon limit. Simply put, it's the first credit card ever to stop you from overspending. Not based on your available funds, but rather on the levels of CO2 emissions caused by your consumption. Do Black helps you track your climate impact and ensures that you reduce it by 50% in line with the UN 2030 recommendation. The core purpose of Do Black is not only the ability to measure the impact of your consumption, but also bringing it to a direct halt, making it a radical tool against climate change. <laughs> wow. So there you go. I left the laugh on there on purpose with Bongino. I watch Bongino all the time too. So they, you actually have a credit card that will, quote, stop you from overspending. I, I, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm looking at the adults in the room here. Are we not all adults? Why does somebody need, Aaron, do we need to be stopped from spending? No. Don't you control your own spending? Yeah. Yeah, I do, actually. <laughs> why does anybody, why do we need to, why do we need anybody to control us? It's just like all these people, we don't want, we don't want anybody to get misinformation or disinformation. You know what? We'll decide. I'm, I'm 54. Aaron's 29. We're good. We'll make our own decisions. Leave all, here it is. Put all your liberal propaganda up there. It's not going to fool me anyway. I'm not afraid of your mis mis or disinformation. If it becomes defamation, well, we'll take care of it. But we, we can decide we don't need a credit card to stop us from overspending based on how we've affected the climate, how much carbon that our, that our purchases have caused to be emitted into the atmosphere. They'll stop. I mean, how do they calculate that? They, nobody will even ask because they took a vaccine that nobody calculated to. You'll take an mRNA vaccination. They took 18 months, if that, to even develop. Everyone will just take it. Everyone will just take it. And I'm telling you, the Christians will do this. And I know not the ones that are watching this podcast for the most part, unless you've stumbled upon it. And if you have any courage, you'll stay on it. But you'll have a, this is MasterCard. We'll get the visa in a minute. MasterCard's putting out a card that will stop you from overspending based on how much your purchases have caused CO2 emissions to be emitted into the air. How would you know that based on the sneaker that you bought? Who does these calculations? The people who will benefit from bankrupting you. The people who it gives power to. They'll come up with these formulations. The World Economic Forum will have all of these calculations done. Well, you know what? You, 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 I see you bought two Snickers bars. You bought, you know... Uh, two pairs of shoes, you bought two shirts, and you're cut off because we have determined that the CO2 emissions that were that that had to be that were emitted via the manufacturing of those items has now put you at your carbon limit. 
Now, you don't think that that could be manipulated in any way, shape, or form. And then, of course, what they're going to do is all these companies, just like ESG, just like DEI, they will not allow you to use a credit card that's not a carbon card. They'll just cut you off. This is leverage. This is what I'm talking about every show. Leveraging you into a one-world commerce system with a singular access point. Vaccine passports didn't work because the vaccines didn't stop transmission and infection. They didn't have a leg to stand on. Now, this will be absolutely unprovable. We know it didn't stop transmission and infection because the, in, in Australia, you have more people died of COVID-19 in 2022 than 2020 and 2021 combined. So we know the vaccine doesn't work. And we know it doesn't, it doesn't only not work. That's the, that's the bonus of the COVID vaccines. They not only don't work at all, they will infirm you and kill you. Potentially, at least. But so now you're going to have credit card companies who, you know, remember, remember, you don't you hate it, you know, when you're, you try to use a credit card and it doesn't work for some reason? Well, now you might be, well, it's not working. You know, right in the middle of your day, let's say, you got one of these carbon, carbon MasterCards, individual carbon tracker. And you're sitting there and you didn't even know that your, your carbon expenditures had, 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 been, had you know, reached their maximum and you're trying to gas up your car. And eh, sorry, you already used too much carbon. The purchases that you made have already caused so much carbon to go in the atmosphere. We can't allow you to purchase anymore. Again, based on ambiguous formulas, who makes up these formulas? The people who will benefit from you not being able to purchase things. You won't be able to purchase it until they want you to. So they're manipulating markets, manipulating you. You'll end up begging them. Can't you know what? You'll end up having to go and buy carbon credits from the people who are shutting your card down. And where you know where? Here's the, here's the other part. It's not just Mastercard. There's another card doing it too. Play it for me, other. If you think this is limited to limited to Mastercard, here's a Visa investor relations thing. Visa announces the Visa Echo Benefits Sustainability Bundle to empower users to meet climate-conscious consumer demand. That when Forbes even had it, a Forbes, you would think would be the essence of capitalism. They're like, look at this. Here are all these eco-conscious green cards, best green cards of June 2023. Green cards? I thought those were like immigration resident alien cards. No, no, no. They're, they mean something totally different to the left. Like, we don't need green cards. Everybody comes here illegally anyway. Like, we're talking about, like, Green New Deal cards. <laughs> Dude, this is real. This is all real. This is, you're living in the dystopian future right now. And for all the Christians that said, well, I don't understand why everybody gets so mad about people wearing their masks because this is what it leads to. Your masks led to lockdowns, which led to vaccines, which led to vaccine mandates. Which, which led to vaccine passports, which led, put in the infrastructure for CBDC and for social credit systems, which this is what this is. This is a social credit system. Now you have Visa with a card called Visa Eco Benefits. And you have MasterCard's Do Black card. Which could be construed in a couple different ways. <laughs> So, I mean, think, think about this. I'll, I'll, I'll finish with this on the cards. Somebody believes that you're not an adult enough to control your spending. And if you are an environmental, you want to call yourself an environmentalist, which is, ap anybody calling themselves an environmentalist this day, these days is a fraud.
is they have absolutely no proof at all that there's any sort of climate, uh, either global warming or global cooling or climate change that's any existential threat to to anybody on the globe. But you you are an environmentalist. You Can't you just figure out what your carbon footprint is? And if you can't, then what says that anybody else can? Who's going to be controlling the formulas that says that you've exceeded your CO2 limits, your CO2 emission limits, which by the way, you're not even, you're not even emitting CO2 except for how you breathe because you are the carbon they want you to get, they want to get rid of. That's why they want to abort you, vaccinate you to death. So you have two cards, Visa, Eco Benefits and Dubai, which by the way, none of this stuff comes out of, comes out of the clear blue. This is over. This was in the works. I showed you this. I believe this is from 2022, mid to late 2022. Here's the World Economic Forum. Play for me, other. We're developing through technology an ability for consumers to measure their own carbon footprint. What does that mean? That's where are they traveling? How are they traveling? What are they eating? What are they consuming on the platform? So individual carbon footprint tracker. Hmm. Stay tuned. We don't have it operational yet, but this is something that we're working on. That's something they're working on. Well, hey, it's here. Merry individual carbon tracker card day. Because it's here. Didn't take them very long, did it? You know why? Because the infrastructure for it was already put in place by vaccine passports. So there you go. That's the World Economic Forum. We'll be coming up with the formula for MasterCard. MasterCard always works. Gavi MasterCard working with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation in quantum dot tattoo technology so that they can put a biometric meter in your skin. And as Noah Harari loves to say, that will now, the medical science or tracking or uh, surveillance will be under the skin. That's great. That's all from the same place, by the way. And all the Christians think that this is not those of you that are watching. All the Christians think that, that the book of Revelation, that he causes all both small and great, rich and poor to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. They think that that's right wing Alex Jones conspiracy theory. It's the Bible. Aren't you a Christian? Jesus is the word. John chapter one, verse one. John chapter 1, verse 14, 1 John chapter 5, verse 7, Jesus is the word. He's warning you about it. It's happening right in front of your eyes, and nobody's preaching it. Nobody's warning anybody. So they're going to come to you and say, you know, and all the Christians are like, they, 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 they all say right now that they're on top of it. They're against all the COVID stuff now, but they've never admitted they were wrong. Because being right is more important to them and being right in their own mind. It, it, Isaiah chapter 5, verses 20 and 21, prudent in their own sight is more important to them than actually being correct. Being reputationally correct is more important to them than being actually correct. So you don't, you don't think the American church will take on their carbon tracker cards? Probably a carbon tracker attached to your church building? that shuts off your AC when you have, when you have exceeded your carbon limits, which who determines carbon limits again, who knows those that want to control you. Well, you know, you, what'll happen is suddenly all the conservatives will have exceeded all of their carbon limits and won't be able to drive, won't be able to get the jobs and get bankrupted. All the while the liberals who burned way more carbon are still on power still on. Their, their churches are still open. 
But lo and behold, well, suddenly all of our stuff on, the, on what they call the radical right, all of our stuff is shut down when we have the exact same CO2 emissions. That could never happen. Really, why is it that we're being prosecuted for crimes they're not being cross- prosecuted for? It always goes that way. So I just said, I told you this was going to happen. And those of you that are watching, you're just part of the choir. We've been on this same, we've been on the same team for a long time. 468 people watching right now on various platforms. And I want to urge you, as always, Aaron, you can put up the Rumble thing. Go on Rumble. Listen, YouTube is starting to crack. YouTube says you're allowed to talk about 2020 election interference now. You're allowed to talk about it as being a fraudulent election now. Suddenly you're allowed to talk about it. Again. Adults claiming they need to control the information for the for the consumption of other adults. But YouTube is suddenly allowed. You're allowed to talk about 2020 election fraud. Strange, isn't it? The reason why, Aaron, what was the stat? Put your camera on yourself. What was the stat you told me out of Twitter versus Rumble? Uh, yeah, it's that uh, monthly active users for Twitter are... are, are I'm sorry, Rumble are actually as much or more than Twitter right now. There you go. So back to me. So here's the thing. So you go, now monthly average users of Rumble are higher than Twitter. So YouTube is concerned. Twitter's actually quite small in comparison to Facebook, in comparison to YouTube, but it's big. And now Rumble is getting bigger than Twitter. So guess who's next? I would guess that YouTube, because Google's included with YouTube, is bigger than Facebook, the two together. So next up is Facebook. If you're on Facebook right now, go and get the Rumble app. Switch over. Tom, why do you want us to go to Rumble? I'm not making any money off of Rumble. They're not, they're, they're, uh, by the way, their headquarters is about an hour north of here, if that, 40 minutes north of here in Sarasota, Florida. But I'm not making any money off them. They don't do anything for me. Not a thing. But they let us speak freely. First Amendment. If I defame somebody, then somebody comes sue me. But you're allowed to speak. Nobody's supposed to stop you from defaming anybody. Nobody's supposed to stop you from any speech outside of uh, eliciting violence or pornography. Everything else is under Section uh, 230 of the federal law, federal civil law. It's a platform. Even I can download apps and I can't do anything. Honestly, I don't know how to do one thing on a computer, but I know how to download apps. So if you're on Facebook, switch to Rumble. I'm being banned on Facebook. I'm being banned on YouTube. They limit my my scope. They limit my reach. Facebook hasn't allowed me to make to friend anybody for over two years. So if you're wondering why, why is it? I watch Tom all the time. He never sends a friend request. I can't. But like and share, like and share on all media platforms, but steer people toward Rumble. We got 479 people that are watching right now. Let's get this audience to at least 1,000. Let's double our audience. We can do it on Rumble because we will not be limited. So everybody get the Rumble app. Even switch over it, switch over to it in the middle of the show. You can do it. If Tom Lipley can do it, you can do it. Trust me. All right, let's move on to the perversion side of the show tonight. Chief Nerd Video. Former Anheuser-Busch, this is Jesse Waters, former Anheuser-Busch exec on how BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard forced companies to go woke. You wonder why? Why would would Bud Light bankrupt themselves? Here's the explanation. Play it for me. In 10 days, your company lost $10 billion. So why is corporate America Bud Lighting themselves? Because this is 
about more than just money. The people who are forcing these companies to Bud Light themselves already have enough money. They have so much money, they're looking for things to do. Who are these companies? It's companies like Vanguard, BlackRock, the companies that own major stakes in Target or Disney. So with all that shareholder clout, they can force these companies to do whatever they want. They confess this is what they're doing. Behaviors are going to have to change, and this is one thing we're, going to, we're asking companies. Uh, you have to force behaviors, and at BlackRock, we are forcing behaviors. What we are doing internally is if you don't achieve these levels of impact, it, your compensation could be impacted, okay? You have to force behaviors, and if you don't force behaviors, whether it's gender or race or just any way you want to say the composition of your team, you're going to be impacted. So we went from the customer's always right to screw you. This is all because rich white liberals on Wall Street feel guilty about being billionaires. So they force companies to go woke to pay off the social justice gods. And it's also brilliant class warfare. The peasants aren't going to storm the castle. You know, if they think the rich guy that owns the castle is nice and lets everybody sparkle. Let's bring in Anson. Frerichs, he's a former Anheuser-Busch executive. There we go. So here's the thing. Now, remember, when you're dealing with, I love how Jesse Waters sums it up, Bud Light and Company. It's funny how you can become an acronym overnight. You get Bud Lighted. Bud Light, Bud Light has lost, I, I can't remember how many billions of dollars, $12 billion last I heard. Disney's lost at least $40 billion. That was six months ago. Coles is losing money. Miller Lite, Miller Lite is getting away with it because they, they did a trans commercial and then immediately took it down when they saw what was happening to Bud Light. But Miller Lite is just as guilty. Target is so bad now that J.P. Morgan, which is leftist also, which wants to be one of the five actual banks in America, only five, they only want, they only want to have five working banks in America. That's what they want. So that they can, again, leverage you into a one-world commerce system and control the access point to the commerce system with a singular access point. You can only go to five banks. So I want to build a church. No, you don't have a high enough ESG score and you refuse to call women, men, and men, women. So no building a church for you. I'll go to a different bank. Oh, there are no other banks. That's the purpose of it all. That's the purpose of it all. That was the purpose of the Wuhan virus. All of this is the purpose of the Wuhan virus. One agenda, many different tactics to get to the one world commerce system with a singular access point controlled by tyranny. Right out of the book of Revelation, chapter 13 and 14. Target is so bad, they've hammered somewhere in the neighborhood of, of tens of billions of dollars that J.P. Morgan has now downgraded their stock. Do you know what it takes to have your stock downgraded in two weeks? Two weeks, your stock is downgraded. You're like, well, Why? You, we, we saw the superficial explanation is that BlackRock says, we're going to manipulate your behavior. We're going to force you to change. We're like, how, how does BlackRock force them to change? Oh, here we go. But Aaron put it up. It's on my left. Bo uh, Bud Light boycott already cost the Anheuser Bush. Fifth, okay, good. It was 12 billion last I saw. They're up to 15.7 billion now they've lost. Bud Light down 15.7 billion to date. So you're like, well, why would Bud Light do that? Well, Bud Light's not an American company. It was bought out of a company in Brazil. I believe it's owned by a German company now, something like that. There's, there's, there's multinational conglomerations own all of these American companies. They're not American. Coca-Cola is not an American company. 
anymore. They're just owned. They're like Google. You can't even you can't even find one definitive owner of Google YouTube. They're this they do it on purpose so that they can never be targeted for lawsuits. So you're like, why would they purposely cause themselves? Why would Bud Light purposely cause? And yes, by the way, it's on purpose. You're like, why would they purposely lose 15.7 billion dollars? Because BlackRock Vanguard owns substantial. There's it's there's there's it's there's, it's multifaceted. Vanguard slash Black BlackRock. They own giant portions of these companies, or they own subsidiaries that own the company. It's all just murky, purposely murky. So they are controlling. Now, why would, so they get them to bankrupt themselves on the threat of, you know what, if your ESG scores go down, we're not going to loan you money. Do you ever wonder how CNN stays in the business? MSNBC? Nobody's watching. Rachel Maddow, <laughs> collusion, PP tape, Trump tax records hoaxer. She makes $30 million a year and nobody watches her program. How does Chuck Todd, nobody watches his program. Jake Tapper, nobody's watching. Nobody watches any of these people. Yeah, the CNN, Aaron just said, CNN, they're gone out of airports. No, I mean, so all they had was airports and now that's gone. So who, how do they how do they make because they're habitually receiving funding from dark organizations, billions and I mean it doesn't really take that much to run CNN. They're not producing anything. You just have to pay on air talent. The infrastructure was already put in by Ted Turner 30, 40 years ago. So you got to do is just keep it going, pump money into it. And these companies like the list, but like Disney, Coles, Miller, like Target, they depend on infusions of cash. They're over leveraged. They're perpetually taking loans. And BlackRock's who gives them, and BlackRock, I mean that symbolically, BlackRock, Vanguard are giving them their loans. And if you know what, you're not going to have a high enough ESG score, DEI score. You're not going to get, you're not going to get the money. So they, of course, use extortion. And if you extort people, you will not, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. First Corinthians 6, 9 and 10. It's a sin. So they extort them into behaviors that even the companies don't want. So they extort, that's, that's, that's one end of it. Now, why would BlackRock want to bankrupt companies they own? Why would they want to do that? You're like, that makes no sense. It does. All the, the BlackRock owns entire blocks of homes that people default on mortgages. They own the mortgages. So you're like, why would they not, why would they want people who own the mortgages to the properties, the people that are paying the mortgages of the properties that BlackRock owns, why would they want them to default? So that they own the properties. They want these companies to default. What will happen is Bud Light, let's just, I'm not saying they'll go out of business, but let's just use them as an example. Bud Light defaults and goes out of business. Now they're owned by their ESG DEI masters who will then cast off ESG and DEI and own the company outright and then let it come back to life. So they've run out the owners using ESG, environmental social governance, using DEI to bankrupt the company where they come in and buy it. Vice, the, the channel Vice, was just assumed by George Soros. He funded them. They went heavy ESG, heavy DEI, 
bankrupted themselves, and then lo and behold, George Soros was there. George Soros had loaned them like $30 million. And so George Soros was just sitting there going, well, now the company's not worth anything. I'm the major shareholder. It's mine now. So that what will happen is that, that BlackRock, as they manipulate, they're not, you think, you think that the owner of Black, what's his name, Larry Fink? Yeah. Larry Fink, you honestly think that he's all, he loves to see 38-year-old men with taped up penises twerking in front of an eight-year-old girl's face? You know, I think, I mean, you might be like, he's a person. Nah, you know, they, they're, they're, what they are is amoral. They don't, it doesn't mean they like any of it. They're just amoral. They don't care. Anything it takes for him to be able to assume and consume a company. So he pushes that agenda, just like they push the, push the vax, just like they push climate change. Now they're pushing sexual perversion so that they can consume companies, so that they can take power, so that they can get control. That's the point of it all. So you force these companies to do things that are just absolutely outright an abomination in the eyes of their main consumers. I mean, Bud, I hate beer, I hate alcohol, but I'm just telling you, I know lots of men who drink Bud Light. Not one of them would ever be in any way, shape, or form attracted to Bud Light because of Dylan Mulvaney. They, you don't think Bud Light knew that? The main people who drink Bud Light, I'm living right here. I live in a place called Inglewood, Florida. You ever heard of it? No, you haven't. You know why? Because it's Redneckville. I'm sitting in North, right next to the big city, right next to, to Inglewood. It's called Northport. You ever heard of that? No, you know why? Because it's, it's Redneckville. There's lots of people who live here. I'm just telling you, I know lots of Bud Light consumers, and they would not be attracted to Bud Light using Dylan Mulvaney. Bud Light knew that. But the main stock owners in Bud Light, like Vanguard, like BlackRock, purposely are causing them to go bankrupt so that they, like Soros did with the Vice Channel, they're there waiting to just assume the stock that has crashed. And they become the majority owner. And then they will jettison ESG. They'll jettison Dylan Mulvaney and get everybody back to, back to Bud Light again, back to Target again, back to Kohl's again, back to Disney again, after they've taken control of the company. That's the point of it all. I'm telling you, it's, that's the way that it works. All right, go to the next one for me. Wittgenstein tweet. This is, in, this is along with what I told you earlier with the, with the, with the cards. What, what's the name of them again? I'm going to get my card names. Visa Eco Benefits card and MasterCard's uh, Do Black card. Well, don't worry, because here comes the World Health Organization. They've got a card too. I told you, one agenda, many different tactics. The tactics that the Do Black card, MasterCard, is using and the Visa Eco Benefits, the different, you have the agenda to leverage you into a one-world commerce system with a singular access point controlled by tyranny. That's the agenda. But one of the many tactics are climate hoax narrative, which is what Visa Eco Benefits is pushing. That's what the Do Black MasterCard is pushing. So they will control how much you, how much you spend based on your carbon footprint. So here you have Wittgenstein will now do I mean, Wittgenstein uh, tweet World Health Organization EU announced partnership creating global system of digital vaccine passports. <laughs> now, this is from today. Thought COVID was over. Oh, I thought you, you thought that, huh? Thought COVID was over. No, they'll use it as far as you will let them take it. And I know I'm preaching to the choir. I'm just telling you that's that's what they'll do. They will never stop. Compliance never stops. Nor Trump's tyranny ever. 
You cannot comply your way out of tyranny. You must be the second Thessalonians chapter two, three through eight restraining. That is you say no. You say that your yes be yes and your no be no. So as Visa and MasterCard are using climate to manipulate and control your behavior, the World Health Organization, which is a subsidiary, uh, a subsidiary of the United Nations is going to still use vaccine passports. Yeah, but it doesn't stop transmission infection. So how does that make us? What? How does that make any sense? What did anything ever have to make any sense? Put a mask on your face. Hey, put a double mask on your face. Quarantine you in your home where 76% of COVID cases are caught. When did anything ever make sense? They don't have to make sense. People are just compliant. They're sheep. They're NPCs. They do what they're told. And sadly, that's 99% of the evangelical church. That's why we need a new revival with new people who actually, new Christians who actually believe what the Bible says. So the World Health Organization, EU, announced partnership creating global system of digital vaccine passports. The digital system will help facilitate global mobility. You know, I don't need any help facilitating my mobility. Do you? So they always use convenience, safety. It's always safety, it's for your safety and for your convenience. I don't need you to make my life more convenient. I'm good. I like cash. I like my debit card. And I like my credit cards too. I will control how much I spend based on what I freaking want. Not my carbon footprint. Listen, today I consumed two monstrous chicken ranch sandwiches from Chili's. I am emitting right now at this very moment a very large carbon footprint. I don't care. Is they're going to cut off my chicken ranch sandwiches? They're going to they have this biometric data emanating from my body? Oh, that my phone's going to smell me? Well, I smell something coming out of him. No more chicken ranch sandwiches for the week for him. Too many carbon emissions. You see, this is how it works. This is why you never put a mask on. Because now you have the World Health Organization issuing global system of digital vaccine passports. Well, you can't buy. Look at the picture. You can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without your QR code and Mark of the Beast on your phone. And by the way, for convenience sake, you'll Noah, Noah Harari will come in. Noah Yavel Harari, advisor to Klaus Schwab, the World Health Organization. He'll go, you know what? This is just not convenient enough. I wish I could imitate his nihilistic criminal voice. He's a little tiny little shrimp too. He's a dwarf. He's, he's one of the Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs or whatever many dwarfs there are. He's one of, is that what they are? Is it seven doors? I don't know anything about Disney. I hate Disney, so. He's one of these little tiny guys who I guess just got picked on his whole life, so now he wants to control bullies. He'll be like, you know what? This is just not convenient enough. So we need to get this, as he said, we're going to take global surveillance and put it under your skin. They ain't going to keep it on the phone very long. Listen, the book of Revelation, the book of Revelation will take place. It doesn't have to take place in your lifetime, though. You ought to be the Second Thessalonians chapter 2, 3 through 8, restraining. And another angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast and his image and receives his mark on his forehead or on his hand, he himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is being poured out full strength into the cup of his indignation. 
They shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb and the smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever and they have no rest day or night who worship the beast in his image and whoever receives the mark of his name. It's coming. You must stand. It doesn't have to come in your lifetime. Your kids can have kids. But you're going to have to stand. There's no going along to getting along. You have to stand. You have to say no. I don't believe, you have to, everybody equivocates. Well, you know, I believe, you know, that there's, you know, there has been some climate change. No, there hasn't. There hasn't been any. Well, I believe, you know, the, the whole, even people that so, so, sort of stood up during COVID. Um, I believe that we can open safely. You just acknowledge the need to open safely. You just acknowledge their agenda. You just gave credibility and authenticity to their agenda. Don't do it. There's no credibility. I, I will burn as much diesel as I want to burn. I will emit as much gas and eat as many gas-emitting animals as I want. If you, if you have any other attitude, you're a capitulator. You really are. You're, you're acquiescing. You're giving them ground. And if you give them any ground, they'll take your whole life. They'll take your whole life away. This, that, there it is. So here's a go. Now, this is all, whether it's the EU digital vaccine passport, again, a tactic of the agenda, or the V, I'm just using their, their, own, their own verbiage, Visa Eco Benefits card, that's, the, that's Visa, and the MasterCard's Do Black, also an Eco Benefits card, that will control, again, stop you from overspending based on your carbon footprint. So you have that, you have that tactic, and of course the EU. So you have it all combined into one Gavi MasterCard quantum dot tattoo eventually, but it'll start off as a QR coded mark of the beast on your phone. So you have the, you'll have a combo vaccine passport carbon credit card. And if you don't acquiesce to all the demands of that card, you won't have access to the singular access. One world commerce system with a singular access point. You will not have access to commerce. That's the point of it all. So that people gain power, people gain celebrity, people gain wealth on your back at your detriment. That's the point of it. That's where, the, that's where beast one comes in. You have the antichrist beast one and beast two coming in. It's what it's all based on. Please read Revelation 13 and 14 when the podcast is over. So all of this, well, the, the who part is based on the vaccine passports. The who part is using vaccines, but, but the, the, the MasterCard and the Visa do black cards and their eco-benefits cards is all based on the climate hoax. So let's look deep into the climate hoax for just a moment. Let's look at how real it actually is. Here's why. Now, most of you have seen this video before. So let's, again, these are just tactics. And what they do is they cause a problem or they just make up a problem. That's what they do. They either cause it, like what they're doing right now. And I mean, every city that's controlled by Democrat has what? Mass crime and a call to confiscate guns. Every single, every single blue city has mass crime. What's great now is they also have mass illegal immigration, which is awesome because all the red states are sending up from their, from their states, they're sending up all their illegal migrants to blue states that voted in illegal immigration. Enjoy enjoy the benefits of the legislation that you voted in. Congra- congratulations. Enjoy the repercussions of the politicians' policies that you voted in to place. Enjoy it. 
So they have all those problems now, but they cause mass crime so they can confiscate your weapons. How would they, how would they use mass crime to confiscate your weapons? Well, if you have a, if you have a mass, that's why we have a, always are endlessly having mass shootings. In my opinion, many of them are on purpose. Most of, most of the mass shooters were known by the FBI, including Nicholas Cruz at Parkland, was known by the FBI prior to the shooting. Knew they were a violent threat. Buffalo shooter too. So they caused mass crime, mass gun crime, and say, you know what the answer to it? You know what the answer to the problem that we caused is? Let's go collect every lawful gun owner's guns. Because gun grabbing is a tactic of the globalist narrative to leverage you into a one world commerce system. How are you gonna fight off a totalitarian government? I mean, how how are you gonna fight off a tyrannical government defanged with no guns? That's why Hitler's, what what did Hitler do? One and two. Hitler did a, a pandemic. He said that typhoid was transmitted more readily by Jewish people, so we better do what? Put them into COVID camps. They never changed. Remember the pick that Aaron got for me at the beginning of the show? They like to build camps. That's what leftists love to do. There it is. They love building camps. That's where they're keeping all the kids now. They love building camps. They never stop. I told you this. The same demons that were influencing Adolf Hitler are the ones that are influencing Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Chucky Schumer, Adam Schiff, anybody, any other leftist, uh, Klaus Schwab, Xi Jinping, Vladimir Putin, Voldemar Zelensky from Ukraine. I don't know if I'll get to the damn thing. The oh, that's not like I cussed. The damn thing, the damn that got that got demolished. Jeez, I don't mom. know if I'll get that. It's like the first cuss word I've ever said. It wasn't a cuss word. I'm talking about the dam that was exploded in Ukraine sure. that they just demolished in Ukraine. I don't know if I'll get to that tonight or not. But actually, maybe I will. I don't know. I'm looking down. My, oh, I might get. There's a shot. There's a shot. Got 26 minutes left. I usually go over, so, you know, 26, 36, whatever minutes to go. So maybe we'll get to it. I don't know. So this whole this whole agenda, this climate agenda, is it based on anything? No, it's just simply the tactic. The same demons that were telling Adolf Hitler, put people in camps. That was number one for, for, a, for a pandemic. Put people in camps because Jewish people... It, it's very Jewish people transmit typhoid more than a Bavarian German will. <laughs> Tom, that now what did they call that at the time? They called that the science. Just like we're gonna we're going to stop transmission of infection by mandating a vaccine that doesn't stop transmission of infection. Same devil, same demons. Demons are eternal. Your soul is eternal. There's not one person watching this podcast right now that's not going to die and spend eternity somewhere. You are never going to be dead. Demons are the same way. The book of Revelation, chapter 20, 11 through 15, they'll be cast into the lake of fire for all of eternity. But they're always going to be alive. And the same exact demons that were influencing Adolf Hitler and Joseph Stalin and Benito Mussolini and Fidel Castro are the ones influencing the left today with the same exact tactics. The tactics are no different. Same exact tactics. Put people in camps, make up nefarious science. So the second thing that Hitler did after his pandemic was to grab everybody's guns. How how are you going to defend yourself against the brown shirts with no weapons? You can't. So most people, with me, I'd rather die on my knees. I mean, I would rather die standing up than die on my knees begging for mercy. 
But most people aren't like that. They just aren't. They're gonna, they would rather live in slavery than die in freedom. Not me. No, thank you. I'm not, I am not going to live on my knees. So let's, is climate change even actually real? Now, this is an old video from the former uh, Weather Channel founder, meteorologist John Coleman. Most of you have seen it. He's on there with Mr. Potato Head here. Stelter, Brian Stelter, wide awake media video, meteorologist and founder of the Weather Channel, John Coleman thoroughly debunks the anthropogenetic climate emergency myth in in under three minutes. Play for me. Climate deniers, people who believe climate change is not happening in any meaningful way, are sometimes painted in the media as fringe characters, as kooks. So this might shock you. A man who co founded the Weather Channel thinks climate change is a hoax. His name is John Coleman. Hello to all your viewers. I resent you calling me a denier. That is a, a word meant to put me down. I'm a skeptic about climate change, and I want to make it darn clear, Mr. Kenny's not a scientist. I am. He's the CEO of the Weather Channel now. I was the founder of the Weather Channel, not the co-founder. And I'm glad you did, because I am addicted to the Weather Channel. I watch yes, a lot I'm of cable news. Now. Hold on just well, a minute. I'm not done. And CNN has taken a very strong position on global warming that is that it is a consensus. Well, there is no consensus in science. Science isn't a vote. Science is about facts. And if you get down to the hard, cold facts, uh, there's no question about it. Climate change is not happening. There is no significant man-made global warming now. There hasn't been any in the past, and there's no reason to expect any in the future. There's a whole lot of baloney, and yes, it is. it has become a big political point of the Democratic Party and part of their platform, and I regret it's become political instead of scientific, but the science is on my side. I don't think we're going to come to a conclusion about the topic right here. What I do wonder, oh, I know though, we're is when not, you because see... Because you the... wouldn't allow it to happen on CNN, but I'm happy well, that we, I got on the air and got a chance to talk to your, uh, to your viewers. Hello, everybody. What there I do, is no global warming. What I do wonder is when you see the government, when you see NASA, when you see other institutions say that 97% of climate scientists agree, do you think they're making it up? I, I, what I don't understand is how you well, square that. Well, that's a manipulated that. figure, and let me explain it to you. Uh, this, the uh, government puts out about $2.5 billion directly for climate research every year. It only gives that money to scientists who will produce scientific results that support the global warming hypothesis of the Democrat Party position. So they don't have any choice. If you're going to get the money, you've got to support their position. Therefore, 97% of the scientific reports published support global warming. Why? Because those are the ones the government pays for, and that's where the money is. It's real simple. But that doesn't mean it's right. That doesn't make it true. That only makes it bought and paid for. The money goes in circles. There we go. Back to me. So I want to see. There you go. Now, there, there is no climate change. At the time, they were calling it global warming. There is no global warming. So they make up a problem out of thin air and then offer you their solutions. Now, I don't usually like I usually like to keep the videos that I show you around two minutes. This one here is over four minutes long, but you have to see it because how what it does, it's another wide awake media video. It actually shows you how COVID and climate are both tactics of the agenda that I've mentioned many times over the course of this podcast and this individual podcast. 
they you know they leverage you into a one world commerce system how they work together and they're really the same agenda just wrapped in different gift wrapping paper this is an excellent summation of it it's about four minutes and 36 seconds long you've got to see it it covers people pushing pimping whoring climate exactly the same way that they pimp and whore COVID. it's actually even the same verbiage so you got to see this stick with this video it's excellent play it for me other We've all had to take action to slow the spread of COVID-19 and to protect our people. And as we continue to fight this virus, we also can't forget that climate change still remains one of the greatest challenges of our time. And in fact, COVID-19 and the climate crisis have a lot in common. The general rule of thumb that I believe everybody should adopt is that if any problem is being presented as a global crisis, then it is a scam. As a global community, we're challenged by urgent and looming crises. Will we work together to save lives, defeat COVID-19? Will we meet the threat of challenging climate, the challenging climate we're all feeling, already ravaging every part of our world? That's the idea behind the Build Back Better world. This global pandemic has also created an opportunity to build back better. And climate action is an essential part of that. We can build back better from this pandemic by building back greener. Here we are now with an economy in crisis, but with an incredible opportunity, not just to build back to where we were before, but better, stronger, more resilient, and more prepared for the challenges that lie ahead. And there's no more consequential challenge that we must meet in the next decade than the onrushing climate crisis. Right now, all of our countries are dealing with the health and economic impacts of the global pandemic. But as we look to rebuilding from this crisis, we must do so in a way that will build back better for all of our citizens. And that must include an ambitious plan to take strong action against climate change. We want to build back uh, better from the, from the pandemic. And uh, I think that this is the, uh, the right moment there for, uh, for us all uh, to focus on the other great natural challenge about which we've been warned time and time and time again. Uh, we can't ignore it. Uh, the warnings have been even clearer than they were for COVID, and that is the problem of, of climate change. This pandemic has taught us the importance of global cooperation, and we must translate that lesson to how we deal with the climate crisis. This pandemic reminds us of what we can achieve through collaboration. We came together, countries, communities, and neighbors, to work for our collective safety and well-being. That's a lesson we need to apply to the climate crisis. The pattern that we are confronted with is really the fabrication of global crises. Mm. The presentation either of non-existent problems or small local problems as being general global crises. That fabrication followed by the assertion that the only solutions that are permissible are global ones that require a global authority, global control. That is the general pattern that we are up against. The COVID policy response was one of those. Look at what happened to countries like Sweden or Tanzania, who tried to push back against the orthodoxy, the new orthodoxy. And the the climate crisis, the climate change crisis, is another example 
where we are told that the biggest threat to the world is this molecule CO2 and that an increase in the level of this molecule will cause an increase in temperature and that that temperature increase will be bad for us and that the only thing we can do is consume fewer fossil fuels, fuels and less energy. That's fitting the pattern exactly. The other, the other things you can observe is instead of presenting science as an ongoing evolving activity, it is presented in terms of static knowledge, mm. consensus. And you see the cancellation and censorship of dissident voices rather than engagement with them. These patterns are proof of a scam. That is what people need to understand. Whenever something is presented as the science, as a consensus, mm. it is a scam. You do not have to go and get engaged in all of the minutiae of the scientific principles and the models and the measurements at all. You can know with absolute certainty that you are dealing with a scam when dissent is suppressed. You see, it's the exact same tactic. I mean, I mean it's, it's, not the, it's a different tactic, but the exact same agenda. Whether you got Boris Johnson, Justin Trudeau, or Joe Biden, they'll say, you know, we've already, we've already blown up the world anyway. So as we, via COVID, so as we rebuild this, we'll build back better. And they all, I mean, come on, there are no coincidences. They're all using the exact same verbiage. Build back better. They're like, we've already destroyed the world because they couldn't get anybody to buy into climate. They couldn't, I mean, of course there's the left, 40% of the world will always buy into anything Adolf Hitler says because Adolf Hitler is the left. They'll, they'll do anything that he says. Whether it's Adolf Hitler, Klaus Schwab, Adolf Hitler, Justin Trudeau, Adolf, uh, Adolf Hitler, uh, Joe Biden, Adolf Hitler, Barack Hussein Obama, Adolf Hitler, George W. Bush, they'll do anything. And if the 40%, well, you know what? I just believe in the CDC. I, I just believe in the NH. And if you don't believe in them, you're not a reasonable person. You're an outcast. You're a conspiracy theory. You're a radical right winger. They'll just buy into it just so everybody thinks that they're a reasonable person. That they're, they're in the wisdom class. Even though they're galactically wrong, manipulated, controlled, and destroyed. They don't care. 40% of the world's going to do that. Then, you, then you've got you know 20% in between. And then you've got us which aren't going to buy in any of their crap. And you can absolutely see it. They come in, they say, you know, we destroyed the world anyway. Now we're going to build back better based on our other presupposition. The presuppos presupposition, number one, is that COVID is an existential threat to your life with a 0.1% death rate? How many of you have been adversely affected by climate change? Let me ask you this. And they're saying that that's an existential threat to your life. 99.9% .9 survival virus is a threat to your life. And now climate change is a threat to your life. And neither one of them actually kill anybody on a percentage basis. Any more so than the flu does. So, but the flu, they've never actually come out and said, we need to control your life to keep you from losing your life to the flu. No, they waited till the, the globalists left actually constructed a virus in the Wuhan Institute of Virology using gain-of-function research funded by Fauci, funded by the CCP, funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, funded by Mark Zuckerberg. So they, met, so they come in and destroy the economy and they say, you know what, it was, you know, we needed to rebuild this thing anyway based on carbon credits, based on stopping climate change. So now we're going to tell you, okay, COVID didn't work. Uh, it, you know, but it's already, you know, the, it's, the economy's already destroyed. So we should have already been rebuilding this thing anyway, based on our other faux problem. 
climate change. So that's they just shifted from COVID to climate change. If that doesn't work, you'll have Bill Gates' catastrophic contagion convention using Sears, and they'll bring COVID back again. And then when that doesn't work, they'll shift back to climate. And every single time, every single vacillation, every single attempt takes 10% of your rights, 7% of your rights. I mean, do, you want, do we have more rights now or less? You actually have the Biden administration in a federal lawsuit with Attorney General Bailey out, outside of Missouri. And I outlined this on, on Saturday night. There's a, he is a Bailey from Missouri, the Attorney General, is suing the Biden administration for censorship. The Biden administration was asked point blank the following questions. And their answer was exactly the same. They were asked, is it, does the First Amendment allow you to question an election? Does the First, this was Bailey, this was actually the judge in the case, asking this case, by the way, is not going well for the Biden administration. I mean, things are not going well for them anyway, with the FD-1023 from the FBI that's come out, and you still you basically have Chris Frey about ready to be uh, charged with uh, obstruction of Congress. But in this lawsuit, the judge asked the Biden administration, Is it, it, uh, does the First Amendment allow Americans to question an election, to question vaccines, to say that an election was fraudulent, to say that a va- vaccine is causing injury? Does... The First Amendment allow Americans to say those things. And the Biden administration's response was, to numerous questions like this, it depends. That's, the, that's where we are at. So you believe you have the same rights as you had? Mar-a-Lago rated? Tom Fitton, get this, Aaron. Tom Fitton from Judicial Watch was just picked up by the FBI. Really? Yes. Wow. Yes. For what? What did they? No, they brought him. They brought him in for first. They brought him in under a subpoena. Did they brought him in under one thing and then made him talk about one six? So now we've got the long list. So now Tom Fitton from Judicial Watch. Oh, and and the judge in the Bailey case, Bailey versus the well, the state of Missouri versus the Biden administration. Aaron, just go to me with you because you're right there. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not used to seeing you there. I can see other things on other screens, but the the, the in the in the Bailey case. The, the judge actually challenged the Biden administration. Can you give me one example of where you banned a liberal? They could only come up with one, and it was somebody who opposed Joe Biden like RFK. They couldn't come. I mean, you think, oh, of course we can. There's hundreds of them. No, they can't. The only people that have been banned are people like you and me. And you've got, so now you got Judicial Watch has just been picked up, basically a forced subpoena. Mar-a-Lago raid, Navarro arrest, Bannon arrest and conviction, Mike, Mike Flynn arrest and conviction, Roger Stone arrested and convicted. Which ones am I missing? I'm sure I'm missing some. Well, right to life, arrested and convicted, or not arrested and not convicted, depending on the case. Not, not, so you think we have the exact same rights? You, we just got out of, they just are now really, are, are stopping vaccine mandates. I mean, you think about having a vaccine mandate, a vaccine that's mandated because it allegedly will stop transmission infection when the vaccine doesn't stop transmission infection. And you just look at the actual numbers, vaccine, pre-vaccine, post-vaccine. Pre-vaccine, 300,000 Americans died of COVID. Post-vaccine, a million Americans died of COVID. (laughs) What? And that's the CDC's numbers. I don't believe, 
I believe about 80,000 people died of COVID. That's the actual numbers if you look on the CDC website. But that's the numbers they put out. So they put, they say 1.1 to 1.2 million Americans died of COVID. Well, a million of them died post-vaccine. So you don't, don't think that we have the same rights because we do not. So they use each and every one of these attempts using COVID, using climate, using transgenderism, using gun grabbing, and any other liberal narrative you could possibly name to steal different chunks of your rights. That's what they do. And you can't, there cannot be any equivocation. Well, we can open safely. Well, you know, my grandmother wants me to wear a mask around her. Well, don't have a relationship with your grandma. Listen, a man's enemies will be the members of his own household. Matthew, Matthew chapter 5, Matthew chapter 10, verse 36. Steve Beloit tweet, look at this now. Climate, climate scammers, wrong again. Estimates of Antarctic melting are three, they're only off by 3,000%. The, 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 the people that are telling you, like, like John Kerry, that there would be no summer ice in the Antarctic, in the Arctic, by 2014, are still pushing it today. Never once have been right, but 40% of the world will buy into it no matter what. And then most of the 20% in the middle will buy into it. And it leaves us to fight all of this. And there's many even enemies in our own ranks. They were off by 3,000%. Antarctica gained 661 billion tons of ice during 2009. Remember? John Kerry and Al Gore said that there would be no Arctic ice in the summer in the Arctic. They were 3,000% wrong. Antarctica, I mean, remember Al Gore said that, that New York, that Manhattan would be underwater by 2009. Now these people are held accountable. They're not only held, not held accountable, Al Gore gave a speech at the World Economic Forum this year. And he's 3,000% wrong. Listen, I've been wrong a lot in my life. I've made a lot of mistakes, but I can honestly say I've never been 3,000% wrong. I've been 100% wrong. I've never been 3,000% wrong. Antarctic actually gained, despite what John Kerry and Al Gore both espoused, gained 661 billion tons of ice. That's just 661 billion pounds. Tons, I'm sorry, I said pounds. 661 billion tons, it's uncalculable of ice during, from 2009-2019 versus a prediction of a 20 billion ton loss. They were just off by 3,000%, that's all. And these are the people that are stipulating global governance using their predictions that were 3,000% wrong so far. Speaking of the Wide Awake Media video, dynamic duo of climate grifting. Play it for me. There is a 75% chance that the entire north polar ice cap during summer during some of the summer months could be completely ice free within the next five to seven years you have sea ice which is melting at a rate that the arctic ocean now increasingly is exposed in five years scientists predict we will have the first ice free arctic summer hey look at this one we'll just go right to the next one load it up real quick heather citizen pre-press video Here's more of Kerry on the climate. Play it for me. In five years, scientists predict we will have the first ice-free Arctic summer. That exposes more ocean to sunlight. Ocean is dark. It consumes more of the heat from the sunlight, which then accelerates the rate of, of, the, of the melting 
and warming rather than the ice sheet and the snow that used to reflect it back up into the atmosphere. In a recent NBC yeah. poll from August, voters ran climate change as the fifth most important issue. Right. It was behind democracy, cost of living, jobs in the economy, immigration. I mean, can you make the case for it being number one, or how do you see that? It is an existential issue. Mm -hmm. It is an issue where people today are dying. 15 million a year die because of the lack of air quality. 10 million people are dying every year around the world because of extreme heat. It's getting hotter. There are going to be more intensive weather events and it will cost us an awful lot more money. So as that happens, as people see their farms, you know, the crops ripped away or their homes destroyed, you watch the pressure grow. And I believe we're in a transformational moment. I think this will be one of, if not the, but it'll be one of the top three issues in the 24 presidential election. No question in my mind. See, it's just like all these politicians. They allegedly have some sort of economic gravitas when we're $32 trillion in debt, and both Republicans and Democrats, just including Marjorie Taylor Greene, Thomas Massey, numerous other uh, alleged conservatives just voted us to be $4 trillion more in debt and to remove the debt ceiling, period, until 2025. We have no debt ceiling until 2025. These alleged experts... Like John Kerry, I just showed you, not one of his predictions has ever, has ever come true, and yet he's some sort of expert in the area where none of his predictions ever come true. If, 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 you, if you were coming to my church and I kept saying that things were Bible verses, and you went home and you found out they weren't Bible verses, that I was just making them up out of my rear end, you would stop coming to the church and stop considering me to be an anointed pastor. Why are these people anointed experts when not one thing they ever say ever comes true? Why is he on, and this is the grossest title ever, well, who, who thought of, who is Jen Psaki's publicist? Puts up her, her the name of her show is Inside with Jen Psaki? I'll leave it at that. But they bring him on as a climate expert? It's like they build, bring in Bill Gates? Bill Gates fraudulently acquired Microsoft, has never actually done anything in his life, and now he's a vaccine expert? And just like I said at the beginning of the show, not one person that's an expert on the, in the Biden administration has ever worked in the field they're an expert in. This is who's governing. When they tell you to put a mask on, ask, who's telling me to put a mask on? Anthony Fauci, you know, he's, a, he's an epidemiologist. What, what, what? What disease has he ever cured in his life? He's been, he's been the highest paid federal worker for decades and has never actually, not one time, actually cured a disease. He's in charge of curing diseases. Here's his track record. He's in charge of curing diseases for 50 years or even mitigating diseases for 50 years and has never cured or mitigated one. And he gets brought on as an expert, just like John Kerry, who flies around in his private jet espousing climate change mitigations. Put on the next one for me, Heather Pelham tweet. Only John Kerry, who's owned a small fleet of luxury cars, multiple mansions, yachts, private jet due to his wife's company that makes 4 million cans of beans per year. Per day. <laughs> per day, 4 million uh, cans of beans per day. 220 tons of ketchup per year could blame farmers for climate change. So a woman 
He, he is what I want to know. What mitigations is he putting on Heinz? Because that's Heinz is who he's married to, Teresa Heinz. So I'm wondering where are his calls to confiscate the Heinz farms? I know he wants to confiscate 40% of the farms in the Netherlands, the number two agricultural producer on the planet. We know that him and his fellow WEF sycophant Prime Minister Mark Rutte, they want to confiscate 40% of private farmland inside of Netherlands, but confiscate none of John Kerry's farmland. Just like Gavin Newsom shut down all the schools while his kids went to school. And while his orchard or his, uh, what do you call wine producing thing? Vineyard, vineyard was still left open with nobody standing six feet apart. Strange how it works, isn't it? That none of their mitigations, none of their dictates actually ever apply to them. There, he's, his, his wife is producing 4 million cans of beans per day. And imagine the amount of tomatoes it takes to, 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 uh, to amass... 220, 220 tons, 20, 220,000 tons of ketchup per year. How many tomatoes does it take to actually make 220,000 tons of ketchup? And not one, and, and by the way, ketchup isn't needed for survival. No. These people are always about, let's just burn everything down except for what's needed for survival. What is, what is deemed essential, but never actually applied to themselves. So it actually, if they're not applying to themselves, when you're still flying around your private jet, which uses 600 times the amount of a car for a lifetime, it puts out 600 times the amount of CO2 than a car will in a lifetime in one single trip. Then if, if, you're, if you are so hypocritical, do you actually believe that which you are espousing? Of course not. Of course not. I actually believe what I espouse. I'm not saying that I never sin, I do fail, but I basically live a life of repentance. I believe it because I believe that if you don't repent, you go to hell, so I actually live it out. So you know that I believe what I preach. How do you determine whether somebody actually believes what they're preaching? How they're living, of course. I didn't get into much else. I, you know, I did wanna, I, you know what, let's, can you guys do one thing for me? Let's just skip ahead. Can you get to the Tucker Carlson one? I'm going to do the, I want to do the uh, Ukraine dam part, at least cover this part of it because I want everybody to know the background of it so you know what's actually happening in the Ukraine, which is a faux war, a fake war that was actually, actually brought about by the Obama administration many years ago. But here's Tucker Carlson. I also want to show it too, to celebrate the Tucker's back. Tucker is now on Twitter. Make sure if you're not following everything that he's doing, click on and follow him. You're like, Tom, you actually uh, want people to follow other, of course I do. Follow Steve Bannon, follow uh, uh, John Solomon, follow Dan Bongino, follow the Federalists, follow Gateway Pundit, anybody and everybody that actually that actually speaks the truth. But here's Tucker Carlson video, episode one, it's just a minute and 36 seconds. Play for me, other. Hey, it's Tucker Carlson. This morning, it looks like somebody blew up the Kokovka Dam in Southern Ukraine. The rushing wall of water wiped out entire villages, destroyed a critical hydropower plant, and as of tonight, puts the largest nuclear reactor in Europe in danger of melting down. So if this was intentional, it was not a military tactic, it was an act of terrorism. The question is, who did it? Well, let's see. The Kokovka Dam was effectively Russian. It was built by the Russian government. It currently sits in Russian-controlled territory. 
The dam's reservoir supplies water to Crimea, which has been, for the last 240 years, home of the Russian Black Sea Fleet. Blowing up the dam may be bad for Ukraine, but it hurts Russia more. And for precisely that reason, the Ukrainian government has considered destroying it. In December, the Washington Post quoted a Ukrainian general saying his men had fired American-made rockets at the dam's floodgate as a test strike. So really, once the facts start coming in, it becomes much less of a mystery what might have happened to the dam. Any fair person would conclude that the Ukrainians probably blew it up, just as you would assume they blew up Nord Stream, the Russian natural gas pipeline, last fall. And in fact, the Ukrainians did do that, as we now know. It's not like Vladimir Putin is anxious to wage war on himself. Oh, but that's where you're wrong, Mr. and Mrs. Cable News consumer. Vladimir Putin is exactly that sort of man, the sort of man who'd shoot himself to death in order to annoy you. Yeah, Vladimir Putin loves to destroy his own infrastructure. It's strange, isn't it? Loves to blow up the Nord Stream 2 and destroy his entire fossil, flu fossil fuel provision to the entire state, the entire country of Germany, or at least half of it to the country of Germany. But Vladimir Putin likes to blow up his own uh, fossil fuel infrastructure. He loves it. It makes absolutely no sense. Anybody who believes that anybody but why would why would Vladimir Putin blow up his own dam? But yet that is what's going to be pushed and 40% of the world, no matter what we do, will believe it. That's why we need to operate in our 60%. 40% is me and you, and then the 20% of people that can actually be won over to our side. That don't even don't even worry about the Mark Zuckerbergs of the world. Don't even don't even worry about those that are already NPC, globalist, bourgeois, leftist, elitist. Let them go. Let them go, because they're going to believe it no matter what, because even though they know it's not true, the admission that they are not right, the admission, the admission that what they are espousing is incorrect would destroy their political agenda so they cannot admit it. They, they know they're lying, but, the, but acknowledging that they're lying will destroy their agenda, so they'll never acknowledge it. Just let them go. Let them go. All right, back here Thursday night, 8.30. Lots of videos to follow. What we call the post game. Lots of videos to follow. Got to see them. Great stuff. Hang around. 90 seconds or so of what we call our advertising. But hang around for the for the what we call the post game in about 90 seconds. Back here Thursday night, 8.30. Full 90 minutes of fury. 547 people on. Rumble, rumble, rumble. Get on rumble. Get rid of YouTube. For as far as the TLP is concerned, get rid of YouTube. I'm not making any money off of rumble. Nothing. It's just because I don't want to be banned and we need to amass a large audience on Rumble. Love you all, all 547 people that are on. Love you all. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. See you Thursday night. God bless you.